All right, my peoples, this is your man, El Jamal, coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounce. This is the place where you can say what you want, but you better have them facts. Before I get into everything tonight, I want to give a shout out to everybody who's uh, giving, giving some time out of their day to give me a listen. Uh, for one, I'd like to give a shout out for one particular person. I'm not going to say the word fan. I don't like the way that that sounds, but uh, just a listener that came in and, and talked to me and actually gave me uh, gave me a bit of info on how to improve uh, something. So uh, definitely a shout out there. Shout out to everyone uh, that's, you know, taking the time to listen again. Uh, if you want to follow me, if you want to get in touch with me, I am on Instagram. That is L Jamal Ajani. That is E-L-J-A-M-A-H-A-D-J-A-N-I. You can follow me there. Also on Facebook at the same. Uh, if you if you would, uh, if you want to take the extra step and 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 uh, donate a little something, I do have a oh excuse me, I do have a PayPal account as well. Again, that's L Jamal Johnny. You can find me anywhere. You can also hit me up on my email. That is E L J Butler seventy five at gmail dot com. Please, I'm not really this well. The donations definitely help, but I'm really looking for the inter interaction, y'all. So uh, please hit me up. Uh, please hit me up via Facebook, via Instagram. Oh, I'm also on Snapchat as well. That's just simply Jay Butler. So you can catch me there uh, as well. So I'm around. I'm willing to talk. Thank you for those of you who do interact with me. And it makes this all the, all the more better because I can't state this uh, many times more. Uh, this is something that I would like to do with my life. This is my future. Uh, this is what I feel I want to do with my future. And I'd like to take it to the next level and, you know, do the best that I can possibly do. So your feedback really does a lot for me. So thank you for all the feedback that I've been getting. And um, we're just going to get right into it. Of course, you guys, I'm going to give you guys the rundown. There is a big topic that I want to talk about concerning uh, Mr. Trump and uh, our boys across the water on the other side out there in Russia. Also, like I said, I was going to get into this, some Kamala Harris. Uh, just we're going to talk a little bit about it. I'm going to put my thoughts uh, about it out there. I've been hearing a lot of things, seeing a lot of things via social media. Of course, uh, this is our way of communication in this 21st century so i'm going to talk a little bit about my thoughts and I, what i feel um you know what we need to be looking for and not just her but in candidates regardless uh so i'm going to talk a little bit about that of course i said i was going to break down uh the super Bowl matchup as well i'm gonna be hey for you for you guys that's following on my instagram please uh you know, follow me. Uh, give me a follow. Give me a shout out tonight. I will be uh, posting something on there tonight. Kind of, you know, giving my thoughts a little bit about that. Uh, also, uh, I'm going to be getting into some college basketball as well. Uh, no no rankings, nothing like that. Just the top 20, some top 25 scores. There was definitely some upsets today on this huge, well, not a whole lot of, uh, not a whole lot of games to cover, but just in terms of what happened definitely some significant stuff and then i'm going to finish everything off with a couple nba hits not too deep but we're definitely going to touch on the some um some pertinent action so um we're going to take a quick break and i just wanted to give you guys an intro but i'm going to take a quick break and i'm going to be right back with that word on the street y'all all right y'all i am back and uh let's get into this uh word on the street and there was a an event that happened uh concerning trump um I wanted to talk about it. It kind of went under the radar with all the drama with the budget talks and, uh, you know, actors getting beat up. 
and uh, this is also important okay so I wanted to put this out here uh, Trump has recently decided to pull out of the intermediate range nuclear forces treaty uh, this treaty was signed back in 1987 along with the USSR well basically uh, what is now modern-day Russia and this was uh, basically a, a peace treaty uh, that said they would uh, decrease their hostilities or well, in the hostilities between each other and also uh, at least cut down on their production on nuclear arms uh, however Trump like I said is backing out of this deal and he's been claiming well this has not this has just been proven yet this is just to be proven uh, but he is claiming that Russia has been violating uh, this treaty for numerous years and they've amassed and amassed a nuclear arsenal of about 14 1400 weapons uh, so the, the quote that I got from Trump here is we will move forward with developing our own military response options options with NATO and our allies and partners to deny Russia any military advantage from his unlawful content. Uh, I, I, I don't really know what the, again I haven't seen anything to say uh, that this is what Russia has been doing. They've been violating, you know, uh, any type of codes uh, the u.s and my well at least until trump is making these claims as far as i know they, they haven't made a claim to the the u.n or anything like that or the world trade organization or whatever what have you whatever steps that would take again these those claims that trump is making is what what i'm for lack of a better lack of better words the, the train the claims that he's making right now have yet to be proven that's not to say that they're not true but as of yet I haven't seen nothing to say that that's what the Russians have been doing. <clears throat> now, of course, we've all heard about the increasing hostilities, uh, you know, even recently with the situation that's going on in Venezuela, you think, you know, it's in South America. Neither one of these these uh, neither one of these countries, whether it be the U.S. or Russia, would have anything to do with that place. But again, uh, when I talk to you about that situation out there, Russia is already, you know, threatening America don't even get involved in this. This is our, you know, we're siding with Maduro. We're siding with what, uh, you know, the the current government has has already just, you know, decided decided to go with. So again, there there is these, you know, they are chirping at each other. Uh, Trump, of course, he goes to his Twitter rampages and and gets into all that. So of course, there's you know bickering. Uh, most uh, also uh, at the G20 summit uh, out there in Argentina, uh, they basically avoided each other. They didn't really talk to each other. It was a it was a very short conversation, and they kept it pushing. So, definitely something uh, is brewing here. Uh, it's funny, be, you know, because there there is this conspiracy that's tying these two together in order to undermine the election. But here you see maybe this friendship is falling apart. Why is that friendship falling apart? If that's the case, because if if it's if it's coming down the pike that you know his people you know Paul the Paul Manaforts the Michael Cohens or uh, Michael Stone whatever the or Roy Stone Roger Stone uh, whatever that fella's name is and um, if they're all you know in cahoots and it turns out there uh, you know there was some foul play then it, this whole beef creates a very ridiculous situation but it it's ridiculous because of where it could escalate to this is this is some to me this is some street boy this is some street shit if two, if two brothers in the hood was beefing like this somebody about to get murked and then and if they had gang it'd be on 
they was in gangs and be on. I just have a feeling that I, again, nothing has come out to say that Russia is violating these claims. Uh, however, you know the U.S. wants to pull out of this deal, and what this what pulling out of this deal means is that both it's an arms race again, just like it was in the Cold War. So it throws everything in a loop. Uh, I'm trust, uh, maybe you know, hey, it's very it's going to be very weird when this come down comes out of the pipe. Maybe he's close to beat. Maybe he might. Maybe he thinks he might be found out to be guilty, or maybe he's building a building a case against the Russians to cover his ass. I don't know. I'm thinking. This is too weird for me. I'm sorry. Um, again, I'm 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 not too sure. You know, the economic benefits that we say we've gotten since he's been in president outweighs this. I don't think it outweighs uh, our country losing six billion dollars uh, during the deficit. I don't think it outweighs a two percent tax cut when he himself does not pay taxes. And again, it does not outweigh him basically um going back to war at some point it feels seems like to me uh with russia so uh, i'm trying to give him the benefit of doubt um i've tried to keep an open mind um you know but it's hard it's it's very hard again uh again i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to see some clear evidence that russia is violating something and then we can go from there uh but if it, 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 it's as far as you ask me i i think uh what's going on in the world is people have developed uh, people have developed their economies people have increased their gdps and so therefore they increase their technology they increase uh how they're applying themselves and what they're studying and they will build up their armies they will build up their navies and eventually the powers of the world will are gonna have we're gonna have to eventually deal with that that was the issue uh that was that that's what imperialism was all about was to keep all that type of, and really to keep all this stuff from happening um again um you know thinking about it you know it's just it's just too much it's just too much drama and you know too much drama too much you know this guy's bad or these people are bad and and even with his with his wall with his little concession speech about the wall you know i got the i got the impression of mexican immigration bad european immigration good let's let's tolerate it so it's so many mixed signals being sent out here i don't know what message he's trying to send but i'm sorry uh it's not it's not an American message. I'm sorry. It's not for the American people. Uh, I feel like he's a, sh a wolf. Sorry. I, I, I can't get over. I can't get over. It. He's just a, he's a wolf. Uh, moving on. Uh, this is a good segue, of course, since we're talking about public figures, government figures. Uh, Kamala Harris, uh, former DA of San Francisco. A lot of the people out here in Cali know a lot about her. Uh, also, the state's uh, the state's attorney general. Now, she has decided to run for president in 2020, of course. She'll be running as a Democrat. Um, you know, recently, uh, a lot of stuff has come out about her, of course, uh, since she's made her decision. Um, of course, uh, you know, her being a a Democrat, uh, there was a, of course, you already see in terms of what the media is doing, a good, a good, uh, you see, you see them pushing, you know, she's being a regressive, a progressive, excuse me, progressive reformer uh, in terms of criminal justice, uh, so on and so forth. Now, you know, you hear back and then you also hear on the other side, she's not really doing this. She's not um, really about brothers and she's a cop and she's married to a white man and she she got she got down with, with Willie Brown. 
you hearing all this stuff, you know, you got the Facebook memes saying uh, she was the district attorney of Oakland during Oscar Grant's trial, even though I just said she was elected to the San Francisco in 2004. Okay. Okay. But let's break this down. Um, there's She's definitely an interesting candidate, to say the least. I uh, got a chance to see her track record. I uh, got a chance to read a couple different articles about you know, uh, what she's all about, one that favored her, one that didn't favor her, and maybe, yeah, one kind of in between, in the middle. Um, I learned a lot, uh, and I'm going to break, break, basically break down uh, what I what I picked up. Uh, and I'm going to start everything off with a quote. Uh, basically, I'm going to start everything off with this. In her career, Miss Harris did not barter or trade to get support of more uh, conservative law and order types. She gave it all away. That meaning her leverage. And this is a quote coming from Lara uh, Bazelon. She's a professor of law at Loyola University in Los Angeles. Now, this quote right here, uh, what I what I can gather from this quote is uh, basically she 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 got along to get along at some points. Which, um, you know, I and let's keep it real here uh, for a lot of us black folk. I know we, we're going to try to front. And we're going to call her, we're going to call her out on it. But any black person in this country uh, knows what it's like to be in these elevated uh, rooms. Uh, not Maybe not all of us, but the ones that have made it. They've been into these elevated, plat, uh, these elevated areas in life and in society. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure they're doing a lot of getting along. Okay? That's how they got there. That's how they, they're eating. So at some point, everybody has to get along um, to get along. Now, uh, moving on, I thought that was an interesting quote, but it says it says something um, and it's, you know, and it means it means something more when it's applied to for those of you don't who don't know. Uh, when you see when you see things like she gave it all away, uh, she didn't barter or, you know, basically uh in, in lack of a better word, she got along to get along. To be, have it be applied to a black person, that puts in so many uh, different, you know, innuendos or not necessarily even innuendos. That's not the right word, but so many, uh, so much more is what I'm going to say. Just leave it at that. Uh, but now, for one, uh, let's just talk about what she did politically. At one point in time, she did defend the death penalty. Uh, she also supported job growth, uh, job growth programs, excuse me, but did not uh but did not uh, really uh, did not really was not really into early convict release or convict release in general. Uh, there was a well, from what I gathered, uh, there was a lot of instances in which uh, she she was not letting certain convicts out, uh, regardless of crime or significance of the crime or whether or not they did it. Uh, that is concerning. Uh, but at the same time, with with that being said, it's kind of balanced. It's kind of weird because, in a way, the job pro the, the job growth program she was a part of and trying to uh, establish and was a part of that's preventative. Now, yeah, if you get so what that tells me, I she says, well, if you, what that so what that tells me is, yeah, she don't want you to really go there, but if you get caught up, you get caught up, and you kind of got to do what you got to do. But she, I mean, it's not like she wants you to go there. She, you know, she set up job growth programs. Uh, again, she implemented police training based on race, but 
at one point she was not pursuing uh, certain police shootings and then that's where you see the meme talking about she let Oscar's grant killers get away and so on and so forth that is true I can look down on that um well, I can I can I can give her a negative mark for that. Uh, she was like I said, uh, she was elected to the DA, the D.A. of San Francisco in 2004. Uh, eventually, she became the attorney general in 2011. Uh, there's a lot of her her uh, her ideologies being mixed in with the 90s Clintons and so on and so forth. And uh, you know what they were about. Uh, I guess, you know, what really hurts black people's feelings against them in a in a reddish being called a super predator. But. We're the only race who's who's all on who's all on the TV talking about how they shoot people who look like them and they pimp women who look like them. But they got they they got offended when they get called a super predator because somehow, some way they don't see the correlation of how they carrying themselves and what they doing with their real life and how they and how they present it on their own media. I digress. Did I go too far? Did you lose me there? I hope not. Eventually, she became the senator of California in 2017. Uh, one of her biggest uh, flops was the Isaac Espinosa case in 2004, uh, failing to let. Uh, I don't remember the, the details of this case, but of course, it was one of those police shootings. And again, I can give her a negative mark for that. Uh, however, uh, her back on track program that she implemented uh, during her time as attorney general uh, allowed first time drug, well, actually uh, district attorney of San Francisco. Uh, this allowed first time drug offenders to get a job and a high school uh, to get a, a high school diploma and a job in lieu of going to jail. So it's hit and miss. I. You know, uh, for me, it's hit and miss. She's not perfect. She's not terrible. And again, I, I see preventive, preventative stuff. I see, okay, well, you got locked up for your first time for a drug offense. Okay, well, let's allow you to get your high school diploma and a job. That's that's good enough to get you straight, right? Isn't that enough to say, uh, come on now. I mean, it's up to the individual at that point what they do. See, that's the thing. So I think we come to the point, I, I think, I mean, in reality, we don't, we want to, it seems to me that we're perfectly okay with selling dope, living on Section 8, pimping and, and pandering, shooting each other, but we don't want to be called out on it. We don't want to get locked up for it. Don't get me wrong. The prison sentences are longer for certain offenses. But let me ask you this question. Let me, let me, let me, let me, it's not even to play devil's advocate. I'm, I've been, it's called using your, it's called thinking. Let's think for a second. Now, let's, let's agree. Let's agree. Let's agree for this fact. Oh, the, the government brings the drugs in here. They've been importing them since the 80s. Okay, let's say they, they bring them here. And. They just, they just, they just bring them here. The question at that point is, how are they getting to your community? How are they getting to people? I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna keep it real. 
I, now, mind you, of course, there, I, there could be uncover CIA and FBI agents and all that and so 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 called and so forth and, and doing little things and starting little things. And I believe that could be true. But I'm going to be honest with you. You've been to people who've been in the hood, who lived in the hood. You ever just seen a U.S. government person just handing out some drugs or selling drugs? No. Who 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 you buy your weed from? Who 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 do you see? Who did you see the crackheads buying they crack from? Even in the you want to go to the poor, the poor white people, the trailer park. Who are they buying they drugs from? A U.S. born citizen. A person from their neighborhood. I could sit there and say, "What is the Mexicans is bringing it in here? It's the it's the it's the legal immigrants. Oh man, they got all the they bringing in drugs and look. Okay, even if they were, who's selling them? Who's distributing them? This is the this is the these are the questions." You have to be proactive. You can't sit here and just say, well, y'all need to change the law or y'all need to change this. Can y'all change? No, how about you just stop shooting each other for, for like for a minute? Stop promoting human trafficking and hypersexualization in your music, in your popular music. Oh, that's that's too bold, isn't it? That's too bold. I'm thinking too. I'm thinking too far. Now I'm thinking too far out the box, huh? I'm not saying she's perfect at all, and and, and 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 I don't think she is. But I will say this. And again, I, I want these are two things that I wanted to talk about too. As a DA of San Francisco, she changed the street the three strikes law in her city so that it only applied that third strike only applied to a felony or a, a serious crime. Peep this. California voters voted no on a similar statewide measure in 2004, and it wasn't it wasn't even brought up again till 2012. So if you want to get mad, y'all voted or didn't vote. You had an opportunity right there to change a lot of it. You, you, you had an you had an opportunity to change the shit. Right here, California voters had an opportunity to change the three strike laws and only to only apply it to a felony or serious crime. They decided, who cares? Shut up. I don't want to hear nobody complaining. And if she's that bad, then y'all need to be doing your research and stop make stop stop making negative memes. First of all, what you need to do stop reading them damn damn things. And go out and actually go to the library. Go read. Go read. If you're gonna read them, read the Forbes magazine. Read read something. Read a book about these these information. Don't just look at CNN. Don't just look at Fox. Don't just look at dudes on YouTube. Don't just look, and don't just listen to me. God damn. Y'all have California voters had an opportunity to change their three strikes law. Voted no. Just like they had an opportunity to make affordable housing. That's my point. They who voted no? The voters. So we, we complained about who again. 
Think about it. We if, and if she's that if she's not if she's so bad, then we better be having an alternative. Then who's the alternative? I'm tired of hearing. I'm tired of y'all bringing people down and not having nothing positive to 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 put in to put in uh put in lieu of that. If you if you don't like her, then then who do you like? Who you who are you gonna vote for? And please don't say just Michelle. Do some actual homework. That's the whole point. We had an opportunity. I'm going to keep saying it. We have the opportunity. They put these things on the ballot. Nobody wants to read it. But then they want to keep blaming DAs and, and, and presidents and, 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 and senates. <sighs> bro, if you really felt that mad, if you really mad, bro, I'm mad. I was mad at life. You know what I did? I made a podcast. If you're that mad, go run for senate. Get you a political science degree. Go down to the junior college. Then go down to this to, to a, a damn a, a damn university. Get you a, a BA if you feel that way. Otherwise, don't even get involved in it. If you can't even get involved by voting, what are you talking about? Stop putting up memes if you're not even gonna vote. Nobody cares about your your opinion when you at, you ain't even about to to put on for this. You ain't even about to get involved in this. And all about that about she married to a white a white man. Look, I don't give a shit. That's her business. Can she lead the country? That's all I'm trying to figure out. And now if you ask me, I'm murky on her my damn self. But I'm not going to sit here and bash her all day. I'm going to sit here and do my research and find a candidate that suits me. Period. Point blank. As far as her about as far as far as her sleeping with with Willie Brown for y'all motherfuckers who brought that up explain to me why you why you have a president who who's been pay, who's paying hoes off to say, who to shut the fuck up yeah I cussed I'm sorry you were paying you, they were paying women that they were having your president was paying women to, to be quiet who he had illicit affairs with while he was married he got kids he got a family a whole family Grown ugly man, kids. He got he got a daughter, all that little kid. His his two older sons look like doofuses. I'm sorry, I'm gonna be real with you. They look like they look like movie villains. And I'm I'm just keeping it real. But anyways, I'm not gonna get into that. See, that ain't even me. I'm not gonna get into that. We're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep talking about the facts. I don't need to get into that. I've been I've been on I've been on point this whole time with the facts. That's the whole point. That's why I made what I this that's why I made this show. I can get into talking about Trump and roasting him. No, I'll roast his policies. I'll roast y'all. Not y'all. Not everybody. I'll roast the people out here for trying to really just no. Let's just come up with solutions. Ain't no time for roasting. It's time to come up with solutions. If she's not the solution, then we need to find somebody else who's gonna help us out. Or we need to get more involved and hands-on with what we're doing. Otherwise, what are we complaining about? That's my point here. And for now, I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I'm going to get into some college basketball. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. I am back. And like I said, I was going to get into some college basketball action uh, from last night or tonight. Uh, and... Um, a lot of actually, it was a lot of action tonight. Uh, I take that back from from uh, the beginning of the show. There was quite a bit of action tonight. Uh, some significant games I really did want to talk about. So let's get right into it. First and foremost, I'm going to talk about the ugliest game I've ever seen in my yeah, I will say in my life. Uh, this is like 
pick up pick up a pickup basketball game against two just two Joes. This is a pickup basketball game for two halves against two two teams that average Joes. Uh, but this happens to be against two top twenty-five teams. This is the the ugly, distasteful thing about it. Number twelve, Virginia Tech gets the win against number twenty twenty-three, NC State. And I say all this loosely about both these teams. Virginia Tech got the win in this one. Forty-seven to 24. Now mind you, I thought it was a typo. I had to go watch the highlights. Don't do it. Don't do it. You will be disappointed. I I was contemplating should I even go over the stats of this game, but I was just so curious as to how a final score like this even comes about. Missed shots everywhere. I I don't want to. Oh, ugly. Oh, my God. Ugliest basketball game I've ever seen in my life. Number 20. NC State is number 23 in the nation, but only put up 24 points. Uh, whatever. Let's get into it, uh, to the stats. For Virginia Tech, they were led by Kerry Blackshear Jr. He had 13 points and 13 rebounds. He's got a, a double-double guard. Uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker also had 11 points, 5 rebounds, and also 3 assists. For NC State, uh, guard C.J. Bryce had 7 points, 4 rebounds. Forward, Wide Walker had 3 points, 12 rebounds. Ooh, ugly, ugly. Sorry, just ugliest game I've ever seen. Uh, Virginia Tech moves on to 18-5. NC State moves on to 16-6. God help us all. I hope they both make improvements. Uh, moving on, we got St. John's losing to number two Duke. 61-91 to is the score there. Uh, Georgia Tech loses to number 25 Uh Florida State, excuse me, 49 to 59. Miami also lost Miami out there in Florida, not Ohio, uh, lost to Virginia 46 to 56. Uh, Boise State comes up short against number eight, Nevada, 73 to 93 is the score there. Arkansas gets the upset, uh, winning by one against number 19, LSU, 90 to 89, handing LSU its first conference loss of the season. We also got Texas uh, taking another L, this time against Iowa State. They've been surging the past week or so. Uh, number 20, Iowa State gets that win, 65 to 60. Number nine, UNC, North Carolina gets the win against number 15, Louisville, seven, uh, 79 to 69. We also got number 20. 22, Mississippi State. The Bulldogs get it done against their rival, Ole Miss, 81 to 75. Quick question: If I got any uh, college basketball heads or just any Mississippi State or Ole Miss fans that listen to this show, God willing, uh, I know y'all got a rivalry in football. Y'all call it the Egg Ball. Is it the same in basketball? And if so, what y'all call it? I just want to know. Asking for me, no friends. But moving on, we got number seven. Uh, number sorry, number sixteen. Uh, Texas Tech getting it done against number eleven Kansas. Uh, oh, sorry, number sixteen Texas Tech losing to number eleven Kansas, sixty-three to seventy-nine. Uh, Kansas got a much needed win. They needed that. They've been losing. I think they lost yes two games in a row. Uh, so they definitely needed that to stay possibly within the top ten. 
We'll see. Uh, we also got Indiana getting an upset uh, win against Michigan State, who is sixth in the nation. 79-75 to is the final score there. Uh, let's get into this uh, these stats here. Uh, Indiana was led by their two guards, Romeo Langford. He had 19 points, also five rebounds and four assists. They also got help from Al-Jamai Durham. He, got, he had 14 points, three rebounds, and also three assists. For Michigan State, of course, they were led by their guard, standout cat. Cassius Winston, 26, uh, 26 points, 8 rebounds, and also 7 assists. Ford Xavier Tillman also had 13 points and 7 rebounds off the bench. So, you know, Michigan State, and looking at that final, looking at the final uh, box score for that game, uh, Michigan State really, outside of, outside of Cassius Winston, did not get a whole lot of offensive uh, production. So, um Look going into the uh, going moving forward. I'm looking to see they. I'm looking to see if they can pick that offense up because, uh, like I said, outside of Cassius Winston, of course, you got Xavier Tillman. He got 13 points, but I think he was the only other player that had double digit points. So that's not good. Uh, but you know. It's uh it's still um it's still, it's still relatively early. Uh Indiana now stands at thirteen and nine. Michigan State is now at eighteen and four. Uh moving on, uh we got a couple more games here. We got Gonzaga. Uh number four Gonzaga got it done. Oh, they got it done against San Diego, excuse me, sixty-nine to eighty-five. They'll probably move up from number four. We'll see uh, at the start of next week. And finally, uh we're gonna cover this game here. We got number uh number one in the nation, Tennessee. Uh, they got it done against their SEC rival Texas A&M, 93 to 76 is the final score. Uh, we're gonna go over these stats here uh, for Tennessee. Uh, they were led by their forward Grant Williams. He had 22 points, 10 rebounds. He also had four assists. Uh, Lamonte Turner. He had. 19 points, 7 assists, and 2 rebounds. Uh, guard Jordan Bone had 18 points, 10 assists, and 5 rebounds. And two other players had double digits, including their main standout that I've brought up a couple times on this show, Admiral Schofield. He had about 14 points. And again, Tennessee just getting it done. They're rolling. Uh, for Texas A&M, uh, they got help for two from both of their guards, Wendell Mitchell, he had 18 points, 5 rebounds, and 3 assists. Uh, and also, Savion Flagg had 14 points and 6 assists. At the moment, uh, Tennessee has moved on to 20-1. and one. Uh, That will put their win streak at, what, a, what would it be, uh, 19 or 18, one of the two. Uh, but it's it's up there. I want to say 19 wins. Yeah, it got to be like 19 wins. Um, or... No, it's about to be 16 or 17. One or the other. Y'all y'all will know when I go over the rankings. My bad, y'all. As with Texas A&M, they are at 8 and 12. And, um, again, this is looking like a ter like a like a low season for them. I don't really see them coming out of this rut. Uh, big, big 12 players just picking up. I think they're going to get 8 up during the season. So, I'm not seeing them go to no tournament. Uh, we're going to move on to the NBA. Uh, let's get right into it. We got some drama out there in La La Land, LA, of course. Uh, tempers flared after tonight's loss to the Warriors, 101-115. Josh Hart, JaVale McGee, and Lance Stevenson uh, went ham, uh, basically, on Luke Walton uh, after the game in a post-game uh, post uh, comp. Well, post-game uh, meeting between the players and the coach coaching staff and uh, they were basically were getting at him for his uh, basically his coaching style and his, 
in regards to their playing time. Uh, Michael Beasley even had to be separated from the situation. So there's drama uh, out there with the Lakers. I thought it was just LeBron and his camp. Uh, or just, yeah, yeah, you could say LeBron and his camp. Uh, but now it looks like some significant uh, players are very, you know, very mad. They don't like this guy. And one thing is, you know, a lot of us will tend to talk about the young guys that the Lakers got, Kuzma, of course, Lonzo, uh, but there's some, they got some significant veterans on this team, Lance Stevenson, JaVale McGee, uh, they all play, uh, you know, they all carry some weight in this league, you also got Michael Beasley uh, trying to, you know, find himself as an adult, uh, finally being, you know, finally, you know, taking the game seriously, so you're having, you know, you're having these tempers flare up, I don't know if he makes it, the I can't even I don't even know if he can make it through the year at this point uh, it's very interesting to see what's I mean it's very interesting what's going on in LA uh, right now LeBron hasn't come back yet uh, ain't no telling what what this team is gonna look like uh, in the next year or so and by the time LeBron even retires so this is a very murky situation uh, but for now I'm gonna keep y'all I'm gonna keep y'all posting on that so we're gonna move on for right now uh, we also got some news coming out of Dallas of course uh, for those of you for my non-NBA heads or my non-consistent uh, NBA heads, uh, Kristaps Porzingis uh, tr got traded from the Knicks uh, a couple days ago. He got traded to Dallas for Dennis Smith Jr., their point guard. Uh, and basically, for those of you who are under, well, for those of you who do know about the drama with him, I basically am like the fuck about that because uh, they basically were like, we we want the guy. They were going to trade him. They were eventually going to trade him. Then they came out and said, no, we're not. He's our guy. We're going to roll with him. And now they just traded him up up, up and at him for Kristaps Porzingis. And I'm just like, what the hell? And uh, that's weird. They also got the aspiring contracts of Wesley Matthews and DeAndre Jordan. The Mavs also – oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Knicks got Dennis Smith Jr., Wesley Matthews, and the – Wesley Matthews and DeAndre Jordan. Uh, those are both expiring contracts. The Mavs are also going to get two future uh, first-round picks. Porzingis, well, well, there was uh, hope that he may be back uh, at some point this season, possibly in March, uh, as early as March, well, as late as March 1st. Uh, with his ACL, but it's looking like he will not play at all this year. Uh, but he will accept the qualifying uh, 4.3 uh, offer from the Mavericks, at least making him a free agent. I think at the end of this season, or the, I think it's going to be the end of either the this season or the next season. Uh, but also. They basically are looking for for the Mavericks right now. They're basically looking for somebody to pair up with Luka Doncic and give him some help, you know, some credible help, uh, at least in terms of scoring. Uh, and, and in terms of the Knicks, you know, this this trade for them, if it's done right, uh, they're looking to sign some big free agent. They're looking to get off. They're looking to trade DeAndre Jordan, or you know, not sign, have to sign him or Wesley Matthews. Uh, clear those, clear that cap space because Kristaps uh, Porzingis was going to command a. Lot lot of money with his salary uh so they traded him for two uh players that they don't they might not have to pay for at all completely unless they uh are enamored by one or both of them but they have an opportunity to clear both of those contracts at the end of this season and be able to sign maybe one i would say at this point just one but they really want to sign two i would say sign two for them because 
it's they gotta have something and i think one superstar won't do it i'd say get two b plus players i, I think that's the, that's the best that they should do. that's the best that they can do and really what they should do i would not uh waste all my my ends for a, a one all-star in a, in, a, in a squad that's trash but that's just me uh but i'm gonna take another quick break and when i come back i'm gonna wrap everything up i'm gonna go over this super bowl uh, i'm just gonna go over some keys of victory like i said i I'm not making no more predictions. I can't do it no more. Nope. I'm just gonna talk about uh what I think might happen and uh what I what I wanna see or what I expect to see. Alright, y'all, so I'll be right back. Alright, y'all. I'm back. And of course the Super Bowl is tomorrow. Uh the Rams, of course, are taking on the Patriots rematch of two thousand and two. And this is very interesting, very poetic to say the least. Uh, the last two Super Bowls, last two Super Bowls for Tom have been against teams uh, he he's previously beaten. Uh, first, it was uh, the Patriots. I mean, sorry. First, it was the Eagles. Now it's gonna be the Rams. Uh, let's just break down. I'm just gonna break it down. Uh, what I see so far. Uh, for the Patriots, I think they're going to need to establish that running game early. Uh, the Rams are going to be looking to stop them up the middle, uh, specifically using that defensive line, uh, well, defensive, the, the interior defensive line. Uh, I can see... Um, I can see those guys uh, make earning their paycheck. Uh, and Dominican Sue definitely earning his paycheck. Um, Aaron Donald definitely earning that paycheck. They're gonna try to get up the middle and just and just claw gaps for Sony Michelle. And I think they could. I mean, of course, uh, passing the ball. I think Tom's gonna be. I think he's gonna be in a position where he's gonna have to pass that ball a lot. And they're gonna have to beat him. He's gonna have to beat them through the air. Uh, he's gonna have to show up and not to turn the ball over and not turn the ball over uh, three times. And they're gonna be looking and and this is and this is where you know L.A.'s offseason when they spend all that money. Uh, they, like I said, they got Indama consume. They paid Aaron Donald his big check. Uh, they also uh, made sure they got a a keep to lead, and they got Marcus Peters. Now they're gonna, in my opinion, uh, the Patriots have looked uh, decent. Uh, there's a couple day, there's a couple games where Julian Edelman and Gronk have showed up, but I don't think they face corners like this. I think if if Marcus Peters can come to play mature, uh, Akeem Talib again, he's had Super Bowl experience as well. I, I think that backfield uh, is very underrated. Roby makes plays as well. Look out for them. I think. You know, for the Rams, their biggest well, even that linebacker, Mark Barron, is undersized, but he's a tackler. I like that defense. I really like this defense. Um, maybe edge rushers might be an issue, but I I think with Tom Brady's quick release, I don't think you're really gonna get to him. So the, I think the point uh, would be to to cover those receivers, and I don't think y'all can say what you want about Julian Edelman. I don't think he's faced that great of corner uh, that mm, a great set of cornerback shit a great secondary just shit i don't think he i don't think he does that on i don't think he does none of those things to marcus peters i don't think he he has above 50 on marcus peters i i feel like i can bet on that i don't trust him against some actual legitimate corners in my i don't buy it i don't buy it i don't buy him against actual legitimate legitimate corners 
I, I you can say what I, you can say you can say how you feel it. I'm gonna say it right now. I don't I don't buy him. I think he's a little bit overrated because of what he's you know because of the accomplishments the Patriots making the Super Bowls and the the, the postseason runs. That's all he got. Yeah, he makes plays every now and again. You know when nobody's looking. Uh, I'll give you I'll give you hustle plays. He makes some good good hustle plays, but I don't think he's dynamic enough. To make that secondary look stupid. Not with Roby, not with Peters and Tlaib, no. Maybe just one of them, he can match up against one of them. But they could switch him off. They could switch off of him, put somebody, nah. I don't see him and a Gronk, in my opinion, uh, he better be ready to block. Because I, I don't see, I, I, and those linebackers, I think he, he, I think outside of Mark Barron size wise, they match up against him pretty well and they're athletic enough and they, they can smack and they can hit. So again, for the Patriots, Tom has got to beat them with his arm. I'm going to have to see something again. Uh, of course, Sony Michelle's going to be able to run the ball balance from them. They're going to, I mean, I, I say it about every team, but this is going to have to be a balanced performance uh, for the Rams. Of course, uh, they're all stars again. I keep pushing it. They're all stars going to have to show up. Uh, Donald, Sue, uh, getting pressure again up the middle, stopping those run plays. Uh, offensively for them, uh, I think, not there, I'm sorry, uh, Golf, he's going to have to have a coming-of-age game. Uh, he's He's been looking a little bit suspect the last couple of weeks. Um it's actually for a while, really, uh, the, the at least the latter part of the season. So he's going to have to – he's really, of all the – if anybody on that team, excuse me, is going to step up, it has to be golf. No turnovers. Uh, and he's going to have to throw, you know, 300 yards, three touchdowns, really. Because uh, I don't know what you're going to get at Tom at Todd Gurley. I, and I don't know exactly what you're going to get at C.J. Anderson. I trust the receiving core. I trust Brandon Cooks. Uh, I trust. Uh, I trust that receiving core to an extent, but you know, I, I don't know what you're gonna get from that running game per se. I know that defense is gonna come to play. Um, I, I question their running backs more than I question Sony Michelle. Uh, but I, I don't know. I mean, C.J. Anderson, he can he can uh, break loose up the middle. It's gonna be an interesting game. Uh, no, I don't have no pick just yet. I, I don't have no pick at all, really. I'm just looking for some great football. Uh, in terms of, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm just looking for some good football. <laughs> uh, but for tonight, I'm gonna call it a wrap. Uh, my next episode, uh, I will be going over some information. Uh, well, actually, uh, remember my last story uh, a few weeks ago uh, when I basically talked about Gavin Newsom and, uh, you know so on and so forth. I went in on him for a little bit. Uh but apparently, uh basically I would almost say maybe a day or so after that episode, uh he decided to put about a billion, maybe a, uh, with a excess of a billion dollars aside for affordable housing. I thought that was interesting. Uh you know, maybe it's the work of osmosis. I I'm just joking. Uh but I, I want to talk about that because again, we brought that up. Uh, I brought that up and I thought it was a very important um piece so uh, it was good it was good to find out about that I will give uh, Gavin Newsom some props first and foremost for that and I wanted to dig deeper into that and uh, we're going to talk more about you know what led him to do that and what exactly uh, his plan is to develop that affordable housing here in California also uh, I wanted to break down uh, some more since I've already broken down Kamala Harris
Harris. I thought it would only be fair uh, to break down some more potential 2020 candidates, uh, break it down Democratic and Republican, and uh, just anybody who's of note who should, in my opinion, should should be mentioned. Uh, so we're gonna talk a little bit about that. Of course, uh, we got we're gonna of course uh, be talking about this Super Bowl, the results of that. I may uh, just just depends on how the game hits me and what the time is looking like. I may just have a brief update tomorrow night just to talk about the game if not i will lump it together uh all together either that will come out uh the, the actual episode will actually come out either monday morning or monday night uh and i'll also since it's a new week uh i'll also be going over the top 25 in college basketball and uh also some nba action as well uh so again i i will be back either Monday morning, Monday night. And uh, for now, y'all have a good rest of y'all weekend. And uh, good luck to both teams tomorrow. All right, y'all. If anybody hasn't told you yet, I love you. Uh, Good night. Peace out. And one love.